Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line. Hi, this is Deborah Butler, and thanks for joining me for my podcast, People Know Stuff. Today, I'm happy to have Jan Ozer with me, and Jan knows stuff about creating an online course. So first of all, welcome, Jan. Thanks for being here. My pleasure, Deborah. Good to see you. You too. And Jan, you know, this is an interesting topic and really timely in the sense that people are um, learning more in an online environment. So why don't you tell us about how you know stuff around um, creating an online course. What you know, share with the audience your background. Okay, my background is primarily in technology, and I started creating digital courses, um, courses that were sold originally on um, what are called CDs and DVDs. Um, way back in way the back days. when the dinosaurs roamed the earth. Yeah, back when dinosaurs were. <laughs> so probably talking about uh, 1995 was the first time I started recording and creating courses. And that was done, you know, typically it was on video editing products. That's where I started like Adobe Premiere. And they've all, you know, everything I've done has been related to software. Um, But now everything's related to software. If you're a marketing expert, you've got, you know, online tools you can use or web-based you can use. So, you know, pretty much most of the courses I've done are are digital um, and digital related, but um, most you know, and I think that's probably the biggest market, though. You can create a course on it. Absolutely. And, you know, thanks for sharing your history. For some, that history started before they were born. Um, but it does suggest that you have a pretty, pretty long runway with what, again, I think it's topical because I think a lot of people are um, using an online environment to promote themselves and maybe to promote what they would like to share with others and what they could teach others. So, you know, I understand that you've got some really broad knowledge that could apply to, like you say, anything that you might want to put together and put online. So why don't you tell me, you know, who in your mind would want to create an online course or in your experience, who who typically does create online courses? Yeah, I mean, I, I started off and it was strictly uh, money motivated, meaning, you know, somebody came to me and said, you've written books, so why don't you try a course? And then later on, I started doing a lot more consulting and I saw it as a way to expand my revenue. Not everybody could afford uh, to take a course in person. So I decided, well, let me just start creating my own courses. So I think, you know, there's a lot of reasons to consider creating a course. You can do it because you have specific knowledge and you either want to spread the word for free where you want to you know, try and make money with. People create courses for marketing, to market their products, to make it easier for their customers to use. Um, they create courses to train on a product or service, um, whether it's you know, internet-based or even you know, a physical machine. And sometimes they just do it for fun. So yeah. a lot of reasons to create a course. Absolutely. Um, so really, in, in today's world, anybody can do it. And you know, there's a lot of reasons for it. So tell us, Okay, where do you how do you go about it? I think step one is to figure out how you want to make the course available to the world. And there's there's roughly three alternatives. 
There are a number of websites out there. Uh, I'll use the, the website Udemy because that's one I publish on and you know I think is widely available where they do all the hosting. So you upload the materials to them, you create the product, you create all the marketing materials, any quizzes, any ancillary materials, you send it all to them and then they host your course and you can market it, you can create coupons, you can, you can do it for free, you can do it for money, but they're the hosting provider and they're going to take the bulk of the money. If you're development oriented and you have like a WordPress site, you can also buy or, or rent a WordPress learning management system plugin and do it that way. Or there are now platforms that you can treat like Udemy, uh, meaning you upload your, your, your files to the platform, but you pay them a monthly fee and you keep you know, 95% of the revenue. With Udemy, you, you know, it, it, it kind of turns around. With Udemy, you can keep as low as five to, to a maximum 50% of the revenue. So Udemy is really good when you don't have, uh, in, in general, when it's a very general topic. So if you're doing a, a course on marketing, you're doing a course on Excel, you're doing a course on shooting a video, something that a lot of people want interested in, then Udemy is a good place to do it because it's a marketplace people come to to take courses. On the other hand, if you're very specific knowledge, my knowledge is on video compression, very, very niche market. Um, and I create a lot of my own demand with my own blog. So it makes more sense to me to, to do my own course and to host it. And I'm using a learning management platform to do that called ThinkGIF. So broad general courses, you don't have a lot of um, people coming to your website. Uh, I would use a, a public platform like Udemy. If you're already invested in your blog and perhaps you have a, a name in your field, then I think it makes more sense to, to build your own platform or use your own. Yeah. And Udemy, just for my listeners, is spelled U-D-E-M-Y, Udemy. That's and right. And you could easily find it if you just Googled it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that anybody who's listening to a podcast, there's a good chance that they've, they're have they already finished. I started publishing courses on it maybe seven or eight years ago, and I've taken a bunch of courses. I mean, I've taken marketing courses, programming courses, um, you know, some, you know, when ChatGPT came out, I took a couple of courses on Udemy as well. So it's, a, you know, again, it's a great platform for just a broad base of anything you want to learn or anything you want to teach. Um, <clears throat> but it doesn't make sense for me because, you know, I invest a lot in my blog and, you know, I'm bringing people to my blog. My, my knowledge is very niche. I need to, you know, since I'm generating the revenue, um, I need to keep most of the revenue. Sure, you know, Udemy sure. is a place, Udemy is like Amazon. You know, they, it's a shopping place. They generate the customers for you and you pay them a healthy. Well, um, again, you know, just trying to learn along with my audience who they may in fact know about Udemy, but the podcast host does not today. <laughs> um, it's, I'm I'm interested in Udemy. Is it what what would the price of a course be on average? Um, that's the other thing. The the average course price is going to be in the I mean five to maybe one hundred and twenty dollars. So mm -hmm. and you know and and depending on when you go, I mean if you they're very sophisticated from a, a marketing perspective. If you go on Tuesday and the course is one twenty. And then you come back on Thursday, there's a good chance it'll be $20. So they do a lot of discounting, which means unless you're selling, and, and there are people who made millions on Udemy, you know, they're doing marketing courses or courses on programming, you know, Python and popular applications like that. But, um, you know, again, it's just a very general topic where millions of people are interested. Um, if you're niche, then, you know, you need to charge more for your quarter percentage. Well, obviously, you've got to build that course before you 
think about where you're going to host it. Um, but tell us about building a course. Typically, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be at least audio. I mean, if you want to upload a course to, to, to Udemy, and, and I think it's a great way to start just to get your feet wet. Um, it's got to be 30 minutes long, and I think it's got to be 30 minutes of audio video. So typically, you're going to need the ability to create video and create audio. Now, you don't need a gazillion dollar camera and, and high-end microphone to do that. You, a lot of people build courses with their smartphone. And as long as you do it in a quiet room and you do it with decent lighting, you can get really, really good quality. So I think the audio and video shouldn't be something, at least the creation of the audio, something that scares a lot of people. I typically, you know, I, I think there needs to be a visual component to it. So I do, you know, I do a lot of PowerPoint for explaining stuff. And then a lot of the things I teach involve programs. So I'll actually you know, use a screen capture program to capture the program in operation. And then I explain what I'm doing. I explain how I'm doing it. And that, that works very effectively if you're explaining how to use a program like Excel or Adobe Premiere or any of the, the tools that I use. So now if you're doing, you know, that also works if you're teaching people how to change their spark plugs. You just need, you know, you can't just sit there and say, you change your spark plug by going into your engine block, unscrewing the spark plug, taking it out. You've really got to be prepared to show people because, sure. you know, the more people are exposed to video, the more they know what good video is. And it was really kind of laughable. The first few courses that were on Udemy were very, very basic. And people stood up and talked exactly like that. You know, they didn't they didn't show what they were talking about. They talked about it. And I think as the courses got more sophisticated and people understood what viewers wanted to see, they understood that you, you've got to make it very visually interesting because there's a lot of content out there. You know, we all know that from the time we spent on YouTube, not to mention Netflix, Prime, all the other services. So, yeah. you know, so you're visual... competing with, you're competing for eyes with some very sophisticated production. That's right. And I don't, you know, I, I don't think you need to be, I don't think you need to go crazy with it. You don't need multiple camera shoes. You can be very, very basic. You just need to be very visual. You yeah. need to show as opposed to tell. And so you would really stress the visual piece of it. I think it's important because, yeah. because we learn better that way. And because I think it's much more interesting to the, to the learner. Sure. What else in terms of building it? I'm hearing you say, um, really, to, to have anything have impact, you need a good, strong, well thought out video, audio that match, but the video needs to really support what you're teaching. That's right. And I think, you know, the, so there's the the capture side, the actual shooting of, of the video and the capturing of the audio. And then there, I'll call it productions, the editing. And, you know, if, if you're, if you're going to be a course creator, I think you're going to have to learn at least to do basic editing yourself. So it doesn't need, you don't need to use Adobe Premiere or Avid, really expensive programs. There's a lot of online tools you can use now that, that cost 15 bucks. You can edit enough to produce your course, but I think you, you can't be, you know, unless you're pretty wealthy and you can afford to pay people to do all this stuff during the startup phase, you're going to want, and yeah. you know, one of the things when I went into business doing technical stuff, you know, I came from a shop where I was doing marketing and engineers were available for anything technically needed. And over the years, I learned that I had to learn how to do all that stuff, you know, the editing, get good quality audio, good lighting, you know, to, to, to actually do well with. Yeah. Yeah. And perhaps there would even be something on Udemy around how to. <laughs> They're, they're definitely, you know, if you, if you've, I don't know, it seems like everybody and their, and their 
brother and sister have posted a video on YouTube. And I think that's a great way to start because, you know, number one, you, you get a basic understanding of the types of formats. And if you can upload a video to YouTube, then you can create a video for a course because the output is going to be there. And second, you know, YouTube gives you a lot of feedback. I mean, if you don't get any views, then A, you know, your subject is, is relatively uninteresting unless you've done a really poor with the descriptions and all that, or you know that you did a poor job with it itself. So if you're, if you're thinking about a course, you know, come up with a video or two that you can upload to, to YouTube and see if it gets any traction or see if they get any traction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what about trying to market what you've created? That's kind of the thing. I mean, you know, for me, I market very, I don't want to say aggressively, but, you know, I, I, I have a blog. It's very specific to, to the things I teach about. I get about you know, 10 to 12,000 visitors a month, and that's my primary audience. I'm also very active on social media, primarily LinkedIn. And, you know, that keeps me, you know, I'm not very aggressive with my classes on. It's more talk about the articles that I put up, which are more learning oriented, and then mention that if you want to learn more, there's a course or there's a lesson, things like that. But, but you know, I'm, I'm speaking to a very specific market. If you're, if you're going to, Put a course on Udemy, you know, because it's a more general topic like marketing, programming, you know, programming with language is very popular. Then I think you need to get very familiar with the tools that Udemy lets you have to, to, to market within that community. So, you know, they recommend that you give out a lot of free courses to kind of prime the pump after you release the course. They recommend that you send, you know, messages to your early users, views, because it's, you know, it's, it's relatively easy for me to to become known in my community because it's such a small community. But if yeah. you're selling a broad-based course, then you're not going to be able to create a blog that a lot of people are you're going to have to do, you know, on YouTube, things like, you know, YouTube, you know, Twitter, Facebook, you know, depending on who the target is, obviously right. you want to match, match the social media to, uh, to the people that you're trying to access. Yeah. It sounds like the marketing really has to be aligned with what you mentioned at the very beginning, knowing why you're doing it. Um, and so you're going to market according to why you are even building the course and, and, you know, making the course available. Cause if you're doing it to drum up, um, for example, consulting work, then yeah, market in a way that will drive clients. Um, yeah, marketing is always, uh, a big part of the success of anything. Um, maybe I could get you to meet with me again and we could talk about um, stuff you know about marketing. You know, I, I, stuff I know about marketing could fit into, you know, it's, I, I was a freelance consultant and writer for, gosh, I guess from pretty much from 1992 until 2022, I just took a job with a company. I, before I did the freelance thing, I was in marketing with some high-tech companies back in, and the amount of things that have changed are, it's just incredible. You know, the, you know, social media didn't exist. Programmatic advertising did exist. The web didn't, you know, basically you, you carried your product down to PC magazines. They liked it, wrote about it. And that was marketing, you know, yeah. as well as that. And yeah. now it's, just, it's astounding how broad it's got. So yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think you've given us a really nice way to think about creating your own course. And I guess, for me, the thing I'm struck by is, you know, how possible it is to do it. And I think 
um, again, knowing, you know, why you're doing it. And then I love this idea of um, the you to me um, approach, because it sounds like that would be the easiest way to begin. And then building it, being sure that you have um, both the audio and the accompanying video that will help people understand what you are teaching them and make sure it's well edited. You can learn about it, Udemy, or on YouTube, and then put it out there, perhaps even put it out there for free at first to just see what kind of traction you can get. Yeah, I think I think that's great. I mean, the whole concept of YouTube is a as a way to test the market and as a way to test your skills, I think is great. You know, it's free, it's out there and, you know, the market will like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing a lot of historic knowledge and a lot of stuff, you know, through just a lot of doing. And um, yeah, I appreciate it, Jan. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line.